Do you ever wonder what it's like on the other side of the couch? Do you ever get curious about the conversations therapists have with one another? Or are you a therapist who loves to hear others talk about our work? If the answer is yes to any of these, you're in the right place. This is Therapy Talk, the place where therapists discuss therapy. I'm your host, Rachel Landman. Join me each episode where I invite my colleagues in the field to come discuss the work. Good morning, Diana. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Why don't we get started by having you talk a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Diana. I'm a licensed social worker and I'm a therapist here at Human Told and I work with um, you know, adolescents and adults, uh, mostly who have trauma, um, using EMDR as well as treating those who have OCD as well. Okay, great. And what brought you to the place that you're at today? Where did you start? How did you end here? Sure. Yeah, I've had a bit of a journey in the field. I originally started thinking that I wanted to work in schools with high schoolers doing a little bit more direct work in schools. Um, And then I wound up actually finding myself on the medical side of social work, working in dialysis. And that was a population that, you know, considering their health, um, really, really struggled with their mental health. I was doing a little bit more casework related stuff with them and realized that after working with them, I wanted to do more of the hands-on mental health work and, you know, really be able to help them in a more direct way in that sense. Um, And so that eventually led me to therapy and working in private practice. And that's how I ended up here. Okay, cool. Very fun. And uh, what is your educational background? Yes. So I went to Sacred Heart University to get my bachelor's in social work. Um, And then I went to NYU for my master's in social work and their advanced standing program. Okay, great. Um, So you've been doing this now for a few years now, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you could define who you are as a therapist, maybe in one word, what would that look like? Ooh, one word. Or like one sentence. (laughs) I I I use so many words. I'm like, oh, just one. That's so tricky. Ooh, one sentence. I would say serious, but lighthearted when needed. Okay. We need to get like deeper dive into that. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) I I feel like I'm I'm so like, you know, I, I, I wear many different hats when when doing therapy, you know, like I clearly with you know doing trauma work, it can be very serious and it can be very heavy. And there are times where we need to just really, you know, put on our our hard hats and get to work. Um there are times where, you know, sometimes it involves some some tough love, but at the same time, I can be very gentle with it, or, you know, we can make light of things when needed, or, you know, I like using humor when it's appropriate, you know, to kind of bring the mood back up. Um, so they seem a little, you know, polarizing, but it's, I, I find it helpful to use both. To use both, to like have this one very serious place that you come from, but also finding humor in in situations and using it as as coping strategies okay and how did you become that like what where did were you always like that was that kind of like how you started when you saw your first client or was that something that developed 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just somebody who is lighthearted and funny kind of on a day-to-day basis. Comedy is like very much something that helps me get through the really tough times of this job, even just kind of like as my own interest in extracurricular. Um, so, but I also really like the serious and really deep stuff. So I'm um, starting off as a therapist that's specialized in, you know, treating, you know, trauma and, and PTSD. Um, it kind of just came naturally to me, I guess. Um, and I've found that the lighthearted humor part was something that was really helpful, especially when starting off with clients, if they come in knowing, okay, I'm here to do this like really heavy, sometimes intimidating, scary work. Um, just starting lighthearted off the bat and building rapport with somebody um, and showing them that, you know, we can have some light moments throughout this work really is something that I think eases people into the process. So it's something that just comes a little bit naturally and helps people, I think, become a little bit more comfortable with the work that they're about to do. Okay. All right. So it feels like you kind of were always like that. And yeah. So. Much, uh, I mean, it sounds, I'm sure it, it evolved and becoming better and better at handling these polarities, but also really? it's very much who you are. Yeah, I'd say so. What uh, what influences your work? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say, I think a lot of my colleagues, really, a lot of the people that I've gotten to know over the course of time in the field, um, you know, one of my absolute biggest influences was even just one of my professors from my undergraduate experience. She was the first, you know, like real therapist in the field that I knew who was able to give us that inside scoop from an educational perspective. Um, And she actually used a very similar approach where um, she worked with a lot of people who had trauma and she was the first person I learned about, you know, EMDR from, and she was trained in it. Um, And she kind of approached our classes in the same way that she approached our sessions where we would learn, you know, the hard, heavy stuff and we'd go through really difficult cases, but she always would make room for some light in it. So she has been a huge influence and even just, you know, my, my friends and colleagues in the field, like I said, that I learned so much from them, you know, as on a, on a daily basis, just being able to connect with people and hear how they conduct their sessions and things that they learn. Um, so lots of different places, but I definitely think my one professor is probably somebody that I, I've been influenced by the most. Such an interesting response. Usually people will say like, oh, you know, like this psychologist or this philosopher, mm-hmm. like this approach, mm-hmm. but you're like, no, people. <laughs> I love people. I love people. <laughs> people are what help me get through this. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say that those people also include your clients? Oh, yes. Oh, so much. I, I, I think that's something that, you know, people don't talk about as much as the influence that our clients have on us. I think so many people immediately assume, oh, like, there's a heavy influence from clients, right? Like you listen to such heavy stuff from people all day long, but I've had some incredibly positive experiences from my clients. Um, They make me laugh too, right? Like there are times where I'm having a difficult day and, you know, going into sessions, like they don't know that, but just, you know, listening to their progress or hearing when they've had a good week or just like have a fun story to share. Like that stuff really does have such a, such a positive influence on me and I learn things from them too and you know they know that so absolutely it can be a very reciprocal influence sometimes what a 
what a beautiful way of being I think like just you're just like I'm just this people person and I learn and grow from these people I love to give and take and (laughs) it's such a I love I it's a very unique perspective I don't think I've heard that before so I think it's very special and very symbiotic (laughs) yeah it's very like community and it's it's beautiful what do you feel are the clients that work really well with you like who are the clients that you find tend to come seek help from you um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I say most of the kind of client group that gravitates toward me um I get a lot of people who are in the LGBTQ community as somebody who like openly identifies as gay it's I think really important for people in that community to have somebody who has some lived experience and obviously not everybody's experience is exactly the same um but there definitely is some safety and comfort in having somebody who can understand that on a little bit of a of a deeper level um and it is also unfortunately incredibly common for that same population to have um traumatic experiences, you know, for many different reasons. So I'd say that a lot of it is people within that community who are also looking to do um, some trauma specific work or even just, you know, identity related work. I'd say it's pretty much a big chunk of (laughs) who I work with. And it's been a really, it's been an amazing joy to be able to do that. What do you make of that, of that draw? Like, I, I think that we find that quite often, like with different kinds of populations people who have been alcoholics themselves tend to be the ones who end up being the sponsors and then in in different communities I I guess we find some comfort when we see somebody having been through the same thing and maybe understanding it Um, what do you make of that kind of attraction I guess yeah I mean it's it's a you know a, a difficult thing but also just like a very beautiful thing right we think of these communities and can you know seem so big but on a on an individual level it actually is kind of small right like there aren't as many people to share our experiences with um and it's nice to know that you know even if a client doesn't know my absolute specific experience um that there's just that extra level of of understanding and you know obviously like disclosing any type of personal information is incredibly selective on the therapist's part, but there are times where somebody might be experiencing something that maybe I did, and it's really not common to experience that. So if somebody knows, like, you know, I might not disclose every single detail of what I've experienced, but they know that I've maybe just gone through something somewhat similar, it could help them feel just like, 1% less alone. And even though my experience might not fix their experience, they're just comfort in knowing that somebody at least understands them a little bit deeper. Um, So it it really is, you know, it's tricky. It's hard because we, it's terrible that we've had to, a lot of people have had to go through these experiences, but it also gives that really like beautiful connective factor. Yeah, absolutely. What about the people who don't identify with your population mm-hmm. do you feel like they may not be served well by you because you're not in that in their population for example no that's a good question you know I do have people that 
don't identify as like queer in any way. Um, and there are still ways of connecting in that sense, right? Because there are some experiences, whether traumatic or not, you know, whether it's just anxiety, depression, OCD related that are still happening outside of our identities, right? Also, you know, sometimes I find that um, there are people within the community who come to therapy and they're like, this actually isn't really something that I need to work on. My identity isn't something they need to work on anymore. I'm kind of cool with it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. What are the other things you want to work on? They're like, wait, what? You're not just going to see that as my main issue, right? So outside of those identities, like there are plenty of other things that um, we can still connect to. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think having that as a as a misconception, it, I think on the one hand, if you feel really strongly that it's important to you to have a therapist that comes from a certain background because you feel it makes you feel safer, especially if you've had some traumatic experiences in the past. Like one of the things that trigger me the most is when a client comes in and says like, oh, I had like this racial incident and my therapist made it worse <laughs> that's right, like right. oh no that's exactly what we're not supposed to do yeah. um, but I, I I there's a lot of comfort there but I can I also think it's important to note that um it's not all you are right right and that there's so much that you can still give to clients who may not identify exactly as you do and then that, that doesn't really hinder from connection but it is important that the client find that they feel comfortable with you yeah, you said it perfectly. <laughs> what um, what is one of the biggest challenges you feel you have as a therapist? Ooh, yes, that's a great question. I would say one of the biggest challenges for me is I just I care so deeply, and you know it's sometimes hard not to think about my clients outside of session you know especially if I know they have like an important day coming up or if I know they've had a particularly challenging week you know it's it's, it's sometimes hard for me to to turn that off um I've definitely gotten a lot better at it over time um you know it's so hard for me sometimes not just be like oh maybe I'll just send them an email see how they're doing right of course there are times where if the person is having a particularly hard time I will always you know check in but it's it's hard to uh so we're not to care so much sometimes. <laughs> I hear that. And I think your clients probably appreciate you you saying that and hearing that because mm-hmm. a lot of my clients often ask me, do you, do you think about me when you're not around? I'm like, always, <laughs> always, always on my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, all of them, the same, especially people I've been working with for for so long, you know, it, it really is such a like a special connection that it's it's hard not to worry. It as if, you know, there there's somebody in my life that I that I care about just like other people, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Diana, is there anything else that you'd like to share today before we end? Hmm. I don't think so. I mean, I would just say if you're anybody that's even listening to this to consider coming to therapy, if you haven't done before, you're thinking about restarting, like just take the leap. There are plenty of people out there that you can test the waters with and hopefully find a great match, but it is worth it. Just give it a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone should talk to somebody and have somebody Absolutely. in their corner. <laughs> yeah. And you don't need to have anything, you know, super heavy or, you know, crazy in your life to be going on to go to therapy. Just everybody needs somebody to chat with. Yeah. Totally agree. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today, Diana. Of course. Thanks for chatting with me as well. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, you too.